Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Welcome to Elemental Fun. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And our, <laughs> I don't have a voice. Sorry. <laughs> our, our, our show is being produced today by Charlie, <laughs> my two-month-old. Say hi, Charlie. He's sleeping. He is so Cute. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so They're so quiet when they're sleeping. Oh, yeah. And they're so beautiful <laughs> and peaceful. <laughs> and then they wake up. <laughs> yeah. No, he's actually, he's pretty smiley. He's a good That's kid. Good. He's a good kid. He looks just like his sister. Oh my gosh. It's like many. It's. Yeah. Which means he looks just like me. <laughs> Not. No. No. Looks like your dad. His dad. <laughs> your like dad. dad. No. His dad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, today we'll be discussing calcium and magnesium, two very um, important elements Quite important to us. for humans. Yes. You know, and animals um, and plants and, and life. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd almost think that most of these are important for life. <laughs> well, but, uh. but calcium and magnesium, they also have a little bit of a, a cultural. Um, people talk about it a lot, especially when they talk about your health. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of cultural um, shenanigans. Uh, yeah. Oh, words are going to be hard <laughs> today. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Good times. So we're going to start with calcium. Well, so they are in the second column yes. on the. Um, periodic table, mm -hmm. which are the alkali earth metals. Yes. And they're named that because alkaline means basic and that means they're so <laughs> basic. basic. Which I didn't even know was a thing until one of my students said it and I was like, what? We were just <laughs> discussing how we feel really old <laughs> and we can't keep up with the vernacular of these young hooligans. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Yeah. What are you guys saying? Keep changing um, your words. <laughs> I'll be but like, that's my jam. And they're like, you mean your bop? And I'm like, like what? I, okay. I had to teach someone, though, what jam meant. <laughs> What's your jam? I was like, that's my jam. And she's like, like what is what? that? I'm like, it's like. That's like your thing. It's like a thing. It's my jam. And they're like, what? And they're like, cool, I'm going to use that. I'm like, it's going to be gone before yeah. you even use it. <laughs> <laughs> it is gone. It already is gone. And it like, came, it went. <laughs> I'm like, it's my jelly now. No, that's no, no, you are jelly. Oh. About my jam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> jelly. There's a difference between jelly and jam, yeah, well, and, and it's there is in, difficult in, to remember. Yeah, I don't know the actual like. I think the jelly is jelly like jam, totally. I think jam has could, like stuff in it. Like I think so. Like, but that's different than preserves. Oh, we're digressing here. <laughs> <laughs> we're staying on topic. <laughs> Calcium, but the Alkalized, the basic, but basic. in here the basic means that it is a um a higher on the pH scale. So you know. Seven is neutral. Below seven is acidic. Above seven is basic. Yes. And so, and they are found, and they are, and these ones are not found uncombined in nature. Right. So, both of them that we're going to talk today always are found in combination. Right. So, when we talk about um, things that are made of calcium or magnesium, they're not pure calcium or magnesium. They right. are some type of co combination. Compound. And like calcium, um, it it was really important in history, but not as calcium, but as calcium right. carbonate, which we will talk about. And still is important. That calcium is true. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. Calcium. That's a very good place to start. <laughs> start. Um, 
uh, calcium comes from the Latin meaning calx, which is means lime. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more about why, because um, they basically call calcium, calcium carbonate is limestone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, discovered by Humphrey Davy. Our in good old friend Humphrey Davy. Humphrey Davy. Yeah, he was. Um, so they heated limestone mm-hmm. to produce lime, which is calcium oxide. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use that to make plaster and mortar for centuries. So it's yes. very, you know, common there. And then, um, actually, Antoine Lavoisier. Yeah. Oh, I think I said that pretty good I think you French. did. <laughs> wow, that's rare. Um, suspected it was an oxide of an unknown element. In 1808, Davy tried to reduce most uh, moist lime by electrolysis, like he had done with sodium potassium, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wasn't successful. So then he tried lime and mercury oxide, and then he got an amalgam of calcium and mercury, but that wasn't enough to prove it. Right. And this other guy, John's Jacob Berlioz, also did that. John Jacob Jingleheimer. That's t- exactly what <laughs> I read that. That's exactly what went through my head. That's what went through like, my head when you read that. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but so then he added more lime to the mixture and then he distilled off the mercury and right. he got calcium right. isolated. So it was a, a little bit of a trial of things. It but took a while. Yeah, he did and, it. But Antoine... La Lavoisier. Um, he just basically defined it as earth for all. Yeah, he was like, it's earth. <laughs> it's just earth. Well, I think he, you know, I think they said he, he did, yeah, he, he suspected that was, yeah, but he was just like, was I like, can't I, figure it out. Yeah. So there you go. And that was like in the 1750s, mm. I think. Oh, something like that. I don't think I have the date for that one. I don't one. have the date either. Yeah. But something I think he was around like a there. 1750s guy. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so yeah. yeah, it's in its pure form, mm-hmm. which it doesn't it's appear that way in nature, really, yeah. uh, but it is a silver white metal. It's soft. soft. It mm-hmm. tarnishes like immediately when it touches air. Yep. And um, it reacts with water. Yes, it reacts with water. Fun. It's really hard to ignite, but mm. once it's lit, it burns with a high intensity red flame. Yes. Um... It is the fifth most abundant in the Earth's crust. It is the fifth most abundant in seawater. And it is the fifth most abundant in the human body. It likes the number five. (laughs) Five, It's always coming in fifth. Like five is my favorite number. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Unfortunately, calcium. calcium. Yeah. You know, maybe someday you'll find that (laughs) special. Well, they find us, but he finds lots of special someones. That's true. Because they just. Kind of promiscuous. Likes to get along with everybody. It does. So they get in its use um, in a lot. a lot of things. So a reducing agent for metals like thorium and uranium. And mm-hmm. where do we find thorium and uranium? In nuclear reactions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so uranium is is used. I mean, I don't know if, if in this thorium. case it's used for that, but uranium is used in, in obviously uranium two thirty five. We just watched the HBO series Chernobyl. Really good, by the way. Oh. Um, and then thorium is another one, uh, actually, that there's a it's a it's an alternative to do to use instead of uranium, and it's actually much safer in a lot of ways. And my husband <laughs> could tell you all about that. It's but a safer nuclear safer. reactor. Um, ah. No, but it actually is like the, the ra- when it finishes doing the radioactive, you're not left with radioactive material at the oh, end, this kind of thing. So, that's nice. but there's some other issues as with it, which is why it's not all. Calcium yet, also helped discover fluorium. Moscovium and Livermorium. What? <laughs> what are Ele- those? Elements that nobody talks about because they're made in the lab. Okay, right. I was like, uh? yeah. So calcium's used a lot. And um, yeah, in uh, chemistry mm-hmm. things. Um, they use it as an alloying agent for aluminum, beryllium, copper, lead, and magnesium. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, in kilns, they heat the limestone. The heated limestone re- releases carbon dioxide and leaves behind quicklime. And that 
is calcium oxide, and that reacts with water and creates slack lime, which is calcium hydroxide. So, and slack lime, <laughs> so here's the process. So, slack lime is used to make cement, is used as soil conditioner and in water treatment to decrease acidity, because remember, it's basic, mm -hmm. um, and in the chemical industry. It's used in steel making, which removes impurities from the molten iron core. And when you mix it with sand, it takes up the carbon dioxide from the air and hardens as lime plaster. So like that's cool. that's technical term for calcium mixes with other things <laughs> and makes cement yeah. and it makes concrete and um, as as a the compound calcium carbonate it can be limestone it can mm -hmm. be marble we'll talk about limestone marble and the calcium carbonate um, it was used as early as um, 975 AD for plaster of Paris. Mm -hmm, that's met and I've had that in my medicine which section. Is, mm -hmm. Do you have a medicine section? I do. You're so fancy. <laughs> I'm like, I've got notes. Well, that's actually so the um, the it's the calcium sulfate, which is called gypsum. Oh right. Which is used by builders as plaster and by nurses for setting bones as plaster of Paris. So, do we know why it's called plaster of Paris? I don't know. I assume somebody figured it out in Paris. <laughs> that was my <laughs> assumption. <laughs> usually when this stuff happens, usually it's like, if it's a weird name, it's the guy who invented it. And if it's a place, it's where it happened. You would think <laughs> so, but... Not all the times. Sometimes they trick us. It's true. Um, but yeah, so, and calcium carbonate is really important in building buildings, as we do. Um, but also building corals. Yeah. And shelled organisms in the ocean. We should talk about a little bit about the biology part of... That's um, what I have next. Oh, my God. That's so perfect. We are in sync. So, calcium, I mean, calcium is uh, important in the soil. Weathering of rocks and minerals um, goes off and then that goes into the soil and then mm -hmm. it gets uptick by plants. Um, and so, it's really important in controlling soil pH, again, because if it's acidic, then you can balance it out by having some more calcium in there. Um, so... Soil pH is really important if you've ever had any plants. <laughs> if it's too acidic or too basic, the plants are going to die. We, we talked about that a little bit in our, um, was it our salt episode? It might have been. And we were talking about the pH, and then I said, when you pour acid on your hydrangeas, and then mm. I was like, wait, don't pour acid on your hydrangeas. <laughs> <laughs> right, you put um, uh, coffee grounds yes. on your hydrangeas, and it'll change it. Yeah. That's due to a multifactorial... No, too too big. Too science. Okay. Too sciencey. Um. So, but it but the the, the pH of the soil will affect decomposition, nitrogen mineralization, and nitrification. So that part is basically the the cycle of nitrogen in the um in the world, which we've talked about. The right. Cycle. Exactly. The cycle of nitrogen. So we have to take the nitrogen. The plants uh, and well, organisms uh, can take the nitrogen from the air and nit do nitrification, where it takes the unusable nitrogen and makes it into usable nitrogen and so if that part you know if the ph is too off it can't do that and that's a problem because mm. then we're not being getting the the plants and people and organisms are not getting that nitrogen cycled right. through um in us it is super important it's in, it's essential to all living things mm -hmm. right the, the one thing that you're going to think about is your teeth and your bones yes because calcium right uh, was it uh, milk does the body good yeah, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about m the milk um, advertisement. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a little different. bit. Um, yeah, let me. I'll just go over the things I got here. Um, so, healthy in the bones. Um, main we sort mainly as calcium phosphate um, in our bones. Um, the average human has one kilogram of calcium. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and calcium is also very important that they act as messengers between the cells. Right. So a lot of our um, you know, muscle movements and things like that have a, a portion of basically how the cells get activated have, have to do with ion imbalances. Mm -hmm. So how many of those ions you have on each side of your cell membrane. So if those are imbalanced, then you uh, are unbalanced, then you uh, have issues. Um, and also assist in the release of hormones and enzymes. Mm. Um, so, and um, uh, we... We store a lot of calcium. We and 99% don't, don't of it is stored in our bones and in our teeth. Mm -hmm. And as we get older um, and we lose that calcium, that's where osteoporosis comes right. in. It leaches um, out. Yes. It, and our, our bones become porous. And um, so, you know, there's the whole milk campaign, which we'll go into a little bit. Um, we don't have to go into it now because I kind of want to talk a little bit about limestone and marble oh okay limestone's cool mm -hmm. because i have a little more historical stuff on it oh i like well yeah and um so it's not found combined and uh, uncombined in nature so it's found as limestone which is yep. calcium carbonate gypsum which is calcium sulfate fluorite which is calcium fluoride apatite 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 probably uh which is calcium with uh, calcium with either uh chloro or fluorophosphate isn't marble a form of um calcium carbonate or is it a different compound i don't know because i actually they were kind of side by side a lot and things and i don't know if it's just like a different kind of like how carbon can be so many different things right well there could be again it's each thing it combines if it combines with something different creates a whole new different thing right, right? so it could be just a different form with it in there yeah there we go thank you google <clears throat> so um while she's doing that um so plaster uh, yes is, is rock resulting from metamorphosis of sedimentary carbonate rocks mostly limestone or dolomite and dolomite i believe is magnesium i think or i remember i remember i have it in here somewhere but i don't remember if it was with calcium or magnesium so um so calcium oxide it's a band, basically yes dolomite is is is, is, in, is in with magnesium i don't mm -hmm. know exactly what dolomite is but okay um, <coughs> it was used by the Romans. It was used by Egyptians for the Great Pyramid of Giza and used to build um, uh, Tutankhamun's tomb. Marble um, has been used and valued for, you know, thousands of years. Oh, Michael, if it's a nice place, you're like, ooh, it's made of marble. Yes, nice. Michelangelo was very specific about a lot of his sculptures and used only white marble. Hmm. Um, and then it became popular again in the 1920s. I'm going to read from the book a little bit. Um, sculpture work came back in in the 1920s. There was an artist named Barbara Hepworth. And she was determined to revive the art of stone carving. But she said that she really only wanted to use marble because it provided the purest signal of intent. Quote, white was the color of spirituality. Mm. Um, in Barbara's white studio with gray shadows and white paint and white stone and the radio was turned to Stanislavski and early music and so she really only wanted to use marbles considered very um, elegant and mm -hmm. fancy right. and which is funny because it's kind of made of the same stuff as like limestone right yeah so the dolomite is calcium magnesium carbonate okay so it's both of them and carbonate <laughs> look at that carbon coming mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. coming in place carbonate rock look at that um, calcium also, um, there's a story, 
they call it the ultimate calcium supplement story because you know you're told to, that you need calcium and you right, should take supplements mm -hmm. and, and there's one um again from zebuk uh periodic tales um basically when cleopatra was this is this is a, a they don't know if the story is true but um chemists have tried to recreate to see if it is true. They've tried oh. to recreate the experiment. So um, when Cleopatra was courting Marcus Antonius, Mark Anthony for some mm -hmm. of you, she sought to impress the jaded Roman by announcing that she would throw the most expensive banquet ever given. The day came and the usual fare made its appearance rich enough, but hardly the 10 million sesterises worth. <laughs> I don't know what sesterises right. <laughs> Basically not worth what the queen had promised. And when he... Um, Anthony started to protest. She summoned the main course. The servant set before her a single glass of vinegar. Um, Cleopatra removed one of her pearl earrings, the largest pearls ever known, inherited from the kings of the east, and dropped it in the vinegar and waited for it to dissolve, then drank the liquor and claimed her wager. So a lot of people were like, uh, no. Yeah, the, do that. the acid from the vinegar is not strong enough yeah. to dissolve pearls. Cleopatra probably just swallowed the pearl. Um, which pearls are made of calcium. Right. <laughs> if you didn't catch on, that's the <laughs> supplement. Um, but chem it says chemists, however, disagree. And experiments using cultured pearls have shown that they will dissolve an ordinary wine vinegar hmm. to yield a, pot a potable... potable. If not disgusting cocktail, <laughs> um, so basically um, they don't know where Anthony and Cleopatra are buried, but they believe that it may be among the limestone ruins of the Temple of Isis and Osiris, mm. um, south of Alexandria. So they might have been buried in the calcium in. They got. They became a calcium supplement. <laughs> so I thought that was. That's interesting. interesting. So she got her calcium. Mm. Whether she swallowed no that pearls pearl, or, but of course she probably yeah. would have been able to retrieve that pearl. It probably would have gone through. That would have yeah. been painful. Just the largest pearl. Well, but how large though? I mean, I'm thinking still something's gonna pass. St I still don't want to poop that out. Mm. Poop bigger things than that. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. 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 Had a baby. I mean, it didn't come out there, but you know. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Cindy. Your this child. How it works. Your child did not come out of <laughs> your bottom. Uh oh, oh, it was around there. Look at that. Yeah. So, um, no. Oh, one thing I wanted to note about marble, because marble is always thought, you know, if if you're rich and stuff, yes. you have a lot of marble in your yes. house and things like that. It was very popular so, in the 1920s. Marble was kind of. I mean, it's always been popular. It's but st it still is. So, if you go to um, in Wellington, Florida. Um, we used to have who goes to Florida. I know. <laughs> we used to live there. We don't try to. We try not to go back. Um, but in uh, uh, in in the, there's a very uh, big horse country there, so very very rich, where there's a lot of um, uh, horse people and and whatnot. And they have these they're horse people, horse people, very horsey people, I just <laughs> centaurs. Um, yes, please. So they. Um, uh, so that they're very, you know, a lot, of, a lot of rich mansions and and stuff like that. So they have very high end stables. 
So don't tell me they have marble stables. Yes. Oh my! They have God. marble in their stables. So we went. We would uh, during hurricane season. Um, <laughs> sometimes we, you would buy marble stable. <laughs> you know, we try to move the horses into concrete or or stronger than the wood barns that many of us have. Um, so when they're peasants, yes, and they're usually not there during hurricane season. So they're ah. so uh, lots of times if you get to know somebody, you'd be like, hey, can we use your farm if we need to move the horses for hurricane? So I remember one time we were able to do that, and so we're just like, I could live in this barn. Like <laughs> it's like a marble floors and marble set. Like I'm just like the horses this, don't care. The stable's <laughs> fancier than my dream house. Yes, exactly. I'll just stay in the tack room. Is that cool? That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just gonna move a couch in. Yeah, pull out. It's fine. You won't even know I'm here. So even the horses have calcium. <laughs> um. Oh, so you know, do you ever have hard water? Have you ever been in a place that has hard water? I live in a house with hard water oh, because I'm on a well. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, hard water is because it has dissolved calcium bicarbonate. And do you know that when that filters through, um, like percolates down through the ground and goes into the ca caves that are below low ground, it the water drips off and the calcium carbonate is still is left there. Stalactites. And it makes stalactites. And, and stalagmites. Right. So I was, I, somebody, I don't remember who told me, but somebody told me it was, you know, stalactites hold tight to the ceiling. Uh. And then this, as it drips down, then it makes a mound and it creates a stalagmite. Mm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, speaking of hard water, so, you know, if you live in a place with hard water, you'll notice that your kettle gets kind of fuzzy after a while. Mm. Um, your suds do not bubble up. Mm-hmm. Um, no bubble, bubble, no, toil and toil and trouble. No, no okay. trust me. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, I heard something really cool, and I'm going to try and find my note on it. Maybe not. There's something to <laughs> do cool with you. beer. Oh. So well, I can talk, talk about something. While I try. So um, <laughs> you can prepare, uh, it's commercially prepared for trying to get, you know, commercial amounts of calcium by heating lime, the calcium oxide, with aluminum in a vacuum. So I'm not sure exactly how that works. Well, I think the aluminum probably uh, um, is a probably a single replacement reaction where the aluminum grabs onto the oxygen and you're left with calcium mm. by itself. Um, so if you want to get more calcium in your diet, um, you should eat dairy, obviously. Um, veggies like kale, watercress, spinach, and broccoli, mm -hmm. none of which I eat. <laughs> So I I'm not all, getting my I calcium from there. Well, watercress is not something you're like, mm, mm, watercress. watercress. Um, but to better absorb it, it should be taken with vitamin D. Yeah, and it's not really, like, it, It's hard to uptake it, yeah. And magnesium also helps with proper uh, assimilation. And mm -hmm. we'll talk uh, more about magnesium in a bit. So hard water. Yes. Um, there is, um, there's people that believe that a good beer should have a calcium concentrate that's higher and hard tap water, and it makes oh. better beer. So, fun fact. Uh, so, um, I like how you have a section called fun facts. Yep. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about milk. You got milk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, basically, um, they're trying to. They're trying the dairy farmers of the United States um, were trying to sell their. Their milk, right? Because like yep. we we don't need milk, we don't. But we are the we are the only mammal species that drinks milk after weaning. Because <laughs> you don't, you don't see how well, some deer going out going. Yeah, that's a good bowl of milk. <laughs> well, and and cow's milk is not it's not made for us. You know, it's made it, for cows. Right, it's made to help <laughs> cows right. grow. I mean, our 
our breast milk that we make is meant for people. So people milk should be made for people and mm -hmm. drank by people. Um, but so, you know, back in the day, they saw that like people in the country were young and strong and fit. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's because they drink that cow's milk. Um, and then, um, so then, you know, the government kind of tried to push milk consumption. Right. And especially after um, the Great Depression, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. FDR started a project called Works Progress Administration, and they um, hired a bunch of artists and they to make posters. And the posters all had things about milk, saying like strong mm -hmm. teeth, right. you know, strong bones, and be healthy. Um, and so milk started to rise in sales. But then in the 60s, when Pepsi and Coca-Cola became really popular and soda became a big hit, mm -hmm. milk take a, took a Ooh. huge dive down. And it wasn't until the Got Milk um, With the mustaches. advertisement yep. agency, and they had to kind of twist it, um, that they started to rise in popularity. And that came also around the time that um, the USDA released their food pyramid in mm -hmm. 1992. Mm -hmm where milk was um, really pushed as this is nutrition. Right. You need this calcium. You need this milk. You need to have two to three dairy product, like servings of dairy product a day. But Harvard did a study, a 12-year study in 1997, that mm -hmm. the results were having two-plus glasses of milk did not decrease the chances of osteoporosis. Mm. So while... The milk industry and the dairy farmer, the you know the the board of dairy farmers, is trying to push that milk is like that's where you get your calcium and your strong bones. And right. my absolute favorite commercial of all time, when the kid's like, I don't need to drink milk. Look at neighbor Bob over there. He doesn't need milk and he's strong. And then Bob, his name's not Bob, but I'm just calling him Bob. He goes to pick up the wheelbarrow and his arms rip off. <laughs> And he's like, ah, and all the kids are like, ah, and I'm like, milk, <laughs> drink your milk. So, funniest commercial, got milk became a huge sensation. Milk, calcium, doesn't really help you. Yeah, and so, well, it's interesting. So, on that, um, nutritionists recommend that you have a two-to-one calcium-magnesium ratio. So, even though we need to have more calcium than magnesium, um, we're more likely to be deficient in magnesium because it's excreted. Yeah. Um, the calcium and needs to be uh, the magnesium ex is excreted and needs to be replenished daily. So it's the not calcium, stored like the right, calcium. Right. The calcium is recycled and, and recycled within your body. So, oh. um, so it's yeah. But yeah. but um, so so that said, you don't yeah having that extra amount of milk probably isn't going to because whatever excess you have, you're probably going to get rid of because mm -hmm. you don't need it stored anymore. Mm -hmm. So you're not really. I suppose if you were really deficient in it, mm -hmm. then yes, it might help. But for regular people who are getting calcium in other food products, you don't need well, it. So, I mean, you can take a calcium supplement. That's really going to yeah. be like a more potent. But, but, but sometimes, well, so sometimes the supplements, though, we find that the, you don't absorb as, you don't as absorb well. A lot of right, you don't absorb you as take. well it, as if they came from food. Right. So, there's been some studies that have shown that basically <laughs> multivitamins and stuff. Very little. Yeah. But again, if you're, if you don't eat very well, and that's the only way that you can get, it, then that probably helps. Right. right. But if you're already eating it will well, help. If yeah. you're already eating well, the then best way to get your vitamins and food. minerals is through your food. Because <laughs> natural. Because that's how your body's used to do it. Because that's how we're made <laughs> to what? Yeah. What? So, um, if you're a turtle, though. <laughs> 
Segway. different. Segway. Turtle, if you have decreased calcium in your blood, you get soft shell, soft shell syndrome, mm-hmm. which is metabolic bone disease. And so basically, if the calcium's too low in your blood, you need a certain amount. And so if not, it goes, oh, you got some bones. I'll just take some of that. Yeah. And it leaches out, and then your bones get weak. Isn't that the same for, like, everything, though? Uh, I'm sorry, but I, I think that it's a more common thing to find in, in, in reptiles. And, you know, with that have the so should we give them, like a, like, a limestone for them to lick? Well, you should have, yeah. And there's it's something to do with light, too, because I think with vitamin D, it helps to... Oh, absorb, absorb things mm-hmm. so if you they say like make sure you have a reptile light because that's ah. probably what help. i'm just assuming that helps with that because yeah. of vitamin d and, and calcium and vitamin d is you know, uh, you have to make that the sunlight helps to create vitamin d in your body um oh i like your fun fact about limelight i know Tell me about that so uh i thought grace would like this one it's about theater mm-hmm. the, the theater what so, you know, we say like, oh, she's in the limelight. Yes. Right. Well, that actually comes from the fact that calcium uh, oxide, the lime, is uh, burns really big and bright, like bright we already light. talked about. Yeah. And so when, it, when it's exposed to an oxo-hydrogen flame, so that's what they used to use in theater before electricity. So they would literally bathe the people in, in limelight because mm. that's the light that they were using. Oh, so yeah. So that's where that phrase comes from. Mm. It actually was limelight. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It's super cool. So good. So good. Um, my last thing is um, calcium carbonate. Um, basically, if you eat Tums ever or antacids. I did when I was pregnant, pregnant because yeah. I had horrendous um, acid reflux. That's the only time I've ever had acid reflux was when I was pregnant. And I was like, how do was people like, live this? with this all my the time? My husband does all the time. I'm like, it's terrible. I know. My brother-in-law has it mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because it's awful. It's terrible. It's the worst. But basically, it's the acid coming up into your esophagus, and so you take the tums so and, and the it, base. Right, and you're neutralizing it's, it. It's neutralizing the acid. Science. In it. I know. Chemistry. Um, and then again, with calcium in the soil, um, you, if you increase the calcium, it reduces the solubility of nutrients. So it, the plants can't take up like nitrogen and phosphorus, which uh, are really are limiting for growth. So yeah. it limits growth. But if you decrease the calcium, you get soil acidification. So acid rain. Um, replaces the calcium and then the calcium is leached out mm. and so the then you don't have the calcium in there um, and acid rain for those who don't know what acid rain is is basically just isn't it just there's there's actually like um pollution. sulfuric acid in in the air in the and air, then the water comes, comes down yeah. and so it, it reduces the ph of the rain of rain yeah and so um huge amounts of forests were completely wiped out from acid rain uh earlier in our life. Uh, in the 1990 U.S. passed the Clean Air Act, and that helped a lot. So, um, oh, because the increased acid also increases the solubility of aluminum, which is toxic to plants. Mm. So, basically, killed a lot. Well, and um, I remember seeing these two um, statues. They were side by side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One's really one, pop- well, they weren't side by side. Yeah. But one was Picture. in the desert, like in Africa, and one was like brought to New York. Mm hmm. And the one in New York was just worn down. And pockmarked and pockmarked like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. acid rain just... That's the technical term. Yeah, the, that was a nice <laughs> sound. I like it. Uh, and the last thing I think is really important. Um, we talked about, okay, with o- o- uh, acidification. Ocean acidification is a huge issue right now. Yes. Um, as the pH of the, of the oceans is going down, uh, the problem that that causes is basically the calcium carbonate that is used by coral building organisms yeah. and um, any shell organism that creates right. a calcium Shells carbonate are made shell. Of calcium. Right. 
our beaches are made of calcium carbonate. Everything is made of calcium carbonate. Right. So because of the acidification, that carbonate is um, is basically not available. It gets taken up by the hydrogens that are coming in. Oh. Um, and so basically the calcium can, can't combine with the carbonate, so there's no calcium carbonate, so we don't have the basis of the food web there because that's the corals and, and whatnot are Y'all, really important. Y'all, we need our coral. <laughs> we need it. And with that, yeah. So it's a big, it's a really big issue. Be right no now. fish in the ocean by like twenty forty eight or something. Well, if they keep, if we continue the way we're going, because acidification, right? Because it's like okay, the, it, everybody has a certain range of acidification that they can deal with, but mm-hmm. and so maybe the fish could deal with more. But if there's no base of the food web, then everybody right. Else is if there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda. So we need we need to keep the oceans from acidifying because we need calcium carbonate organisms to be able to have calcium carbonate to build themselves. Yes. And do the and things they do. all the fish eat off of right. in that food web. So, like, they need... Uh, it's so important. Right. People don't think about it. Nope, they don't. Mm. And there's there are some organisms that are microscopic that make calcium carbonate shells, and they have a lot to do with uh, the biomass, how much stuff there's in the ocean, and the photosynthesis that goes on. That is... M- there's almost more photosynthesis that's happening in the ocean than there is. Right. Didn't we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Oxygen? Yeah. Oxygen episode? Yeah. Then like something like 70% of the oxygen we breathe is from the ocean and right. not from trees. Right. Yeah. So like so. we're all about planting trees, but really just like <laughs> save the oceans. Save the ocean. And it's not just because I'm a marine mammalogist. Or that we live near the ocean. That's true. All right. We should move on to magnesium. Oh, yes. We should. Mm-mm. So magnesium uh, is the eighth most abundant in the Earth's crust. Yes. In 1755, so actually this one's really interesting, the history of this one. Um, so n- magnesium comes from the word magnesia, which is, which is a district of eastern Thessaly in Greece where the magnesium compounds are abundant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny when I was doing the history it's of funny, this. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the only ones we know that's like named after a place. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are so named, named like people b- or, it's, or it's what it looks Greek like. It's the word for smelly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a, a, a lot of things here. So in 1755, 1755, Joseph Black is attributed as discovering. Founder, yeah. yeah. The founder. Um, the founder. I found the it. The founder of magnesium. Well, he, um, he did found it. Um, in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. uh, he saw that magnesium oxide was different than calcium oxide. Mm-hmm. Um, he was heating carbonate rocks and magnesia, uh, the, um, the magne- magnesite and limestone, and seeing that they basically did a similar thing, but it was different. Um, so he figured it out, but what's interesting, I think, is in the other histories, you know, some other people kind of saw it, but couldn't isolate it yet, but it really wasn't until the, the person who isolated it who got to say that they found it. Right. But this is a kind of backwards, where this guy showed it, but there wasn't that same kind of, oh, I have isolated it, and here it is. Right. Because um, in 1789, this guy, Thomas Henry, um, noted that the magnesium mineral Meerschaum, M-E-E-R-S, C-H-A-U-M. Mershaum. Magnesium silicate. Mershaum. Mershaum. Um, was it used in Turkey to make pipes for t- smoking tobacco. Right. In 1792, the impure metallic form by Anton Rup- Ruprecht. Yep, I have um, that. Heated magnesium with charcoal. Yeah, so he made like an impure form of right. it, but it wasn't until our buddy. 1808, pure form by Humphrey, Humphrey Davy. Electrolysis of magnesium oxide, but... It wasn't until 1831 that French Antoine Alexander Brutus Bousset <laughs> got a sizable amount that reacted with m- magnesium chloride with potassium, and then uh, he studied the properties. So I find it funny that it wasn't that they, they, that, they, jo- they, that Joseph got it back here, um, 
I and not French. The one that named it, though. Yeah, they, I didn't find where who, yeah, who they, named they it. They give credit to Joseph Black, even though it was almost a hundred years later that they really were able actually to, to isolate it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, even Humphrey Davy did a tiny amount, and it wasn't another twenty-something years yeah. that he was. But then, nineteen oh nine, the method that was that uh, he basically made an electrolysis method that was big enough for industrial production of it mm -hmm. um, by our good friend Robert Bunsen who is the creator of the Bunsen burner. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting history uh, compared to some of the other elements that we've talked about. Um, and speaking of its properties, mm -hmm. it, when it's in its, um, when it is by itself, which it isn't, but right. when it is, <laughs> not in nature, when we force it to be by itself, it's a silvery white metal that ignites mm -hmm. easily in the air and burns with a bright light. We did and that. And it's in our almost impossible to distinguish. It literally has to burn itself out. Oh yeah, we we would use uh, magnesium, um, little strips of magnesium in our um, chemistry glass, mm -hmm. and you'd have your Bunsen burner, and you just put the magnesium in there, and it is it's bright. blinding. It is blinding. And then you just have to let it go until it burns away. And I believe it is. It's what they use in those candles that like keep reigniting. Oh, probably. Yeah, the one, the, the, the trick birthday candles the trick birthday that you blow candles. out and then you come back and you're like, ha, 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 this is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, it's magic. It's magic. No, it's science. Crazy. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of uses for it. Um, it improves mechanical fabrication and welding characteristics of aluminum. So uh, it's one third less dense than aluminum. Yes. And so aluminum is pretty light in the yeah. first place. And so it is super lightweight and now it's used in bicycles. It's used in planes well, and cars. It's anything, used in everything. Yeah, anything seats, that you want to um, make luggage, lighter. laptops, drink cameras, cans, power tools. Yep. Uh, car bodies, drink cans. And then it's cans. used, you know, for flares, fireworks, sparklers. Mm -hmm. It was used um, in World War II for bombs. Incendiary bombs. Yes, I have this really mm -hmm. cool picture, which Ooh. I will show Cindy. And you will <laughs> it's not, not be able you, because you can't see it. Um, and I'll, I'll explain it a little bit if I can find it. Page 39. It, um... Removes sulfur from molten iron and steel. A magnesium sulfate is used as a mordant for dyes. And mordant means it take the dye, it makes the dye adhere to the fabric. Mm, that's kind of important. Yeah, a little bit because you'd be like, it, it didn't take. Why is it got going on the thing? Look at this picture. Ooh, that's cool. So it's like it looks so like it these says this long exposure photograph. Oh. So it looks like these arced streams. It looks like something from a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, a bright light. It says this long exposure photograph was taken in 1917. It shows oh. artillery shelling mm -hmm. over the trenches of northern France. A star shell was a form of artillery that was used to light up a battlefield. Mm. The shell contained a fuse that would burst when it reached a given height. This would ignite a magnesium flare that burned brightly while the shell gradually fell to the earth on a parachute. The flare mm. lit up no man's land. The area between, between the frontline trenches and the opposing mm -hmm. armies and exposed to view any activities by enemy patrols. Oh, this is like a big flashlight. Big spotlight. <laughs> like, bing, yeah. yeah. Like to make sure they weren't doing anything shifty. <laughs> shifty. But they also were used in bombs because they would just burn and burn and burn and burn. And burn. Let's burn down that so whole city. So what's really funny though, it, and I, I, I was trying to figure out this juxtaposition, um, so it burns really well, but magnesium hydroxide is used in plastics to make them fire retardant. I know. I, I saw like, that what? too. And I was like, huh. So this just goes to remember that with chemistry, when you put two different things together, the properties are very different than the original two things. Right. So you can make something that's really burnable um, be less burnable. Keep things from burning. Mm -hmm. Magnesium and oxide heat is heat resistant bricks for fireplaces yeah. and furnaces. Mm -hmm. um, they also add it to cattle feed and fertilizers. 
we need mag- magnesium. Remember, you replenish, you replenish it. You know, right, right. so important there. Um, milk of magnesia. Yes. Magnesium hydroxide. So mm-hmm. that is, you know, the same same thing as your antacids for um, uh, your Tums that we had yes, for the calcium. Yes, yes. They're similar. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're doing them together. Right. Um, magnesium sulfate is, have you, have you already used Epsom salt? I have a story. I have a story. I have a story. Okay. I have I mean, a story of Epsom salt. Do you have a story of where, how, where it came from? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. You say it then. A long, long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> Actually, in 1618, mm-hmm. um, England had a drought. It was like a really severe drought. Mm-hmm. And Henry Wicker, he was walking along the countryside and he found this pool of water that the thirsty cows mm, would not, not drink. drink. And he's Salty. like, why want to drink? He took a taste. He's like, mm, that's bitter. And th- so he evaporated and was left with these salts. And the salts proved to be an excellent <laughs> laxative. <laughs> so he's like, that's why the cows aren't. <laughs> Drinking it because they're like, I'm gonna be having some problems, <laughs> and they already have cow pies, and we so. s- they used it as a treatment for constipation for the next mm-hmm. 350 years. And so the the spring that he found it in was called it was Epsom. That's and why. And so it's called that's Epsom why salts. they're called Epsom salts. Mm-hmm. Do you use Epsom salts? So and if you've ever used it, a lot of times you'll say if you have a uh, like something an issue with your with your foot or you're trying to to draw something out like an infection you soak it, you soak it in epsom salts mm-hmm. so i used to do this a lot with my horse um when he would have an abscess so what they tell you to do is get warm water epsom salts, salts. and then have your horse put their foot and stand in it which is not always easy depending on your horse yeah <laughs> uh, luckily my horse was very good about it um but yeah it helps to to pull this the salts basically help to pull out and drain out the infection yeah yeah well, I mean, as runners, you see online all the yep. time, they're like, oh, Epsom after salt. my marathon, I'm going to soak in Epsom salts. Mm-hmm. So people soak in them. And still, still use today. Don't eat them, though. No. <laughs> Unless you're having problems. There's other things that might be better. a little bit better. Don't eat that. Epsom salt. No. It would be hard to take that much of it, I would think, anyway. Uh. Um, magnesium chloride and magnesium citrate are also used in medicine, though I don't know the exact whys. Um, and the last mm. thing is Grignard agents. Grignard. Grignard. Um, are organic magnesium compounds that are used in the chemical industry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So um, magnesium, uh, I, found, I didn't actually, I mean, I'm a biologist and I know about photosynthesis, but I did not know how important magnesium was to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so chlorophyll, which is why plants look green, yes. that's the pigment yes. that is responsible for photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. Well, not the only thing, but the main one. Yes. It's the majority, chlorophyll A and B, um, particularly chlorophyll A. I did um, not know there was an A and a B. There is. There's two. There are two chlorophylls. <laughs> I um, thought there was just chlorophyll. But that is why plants look green because not the chlorophyll pigment uh, absorbs the other wavelengths of light, but not green. Right. So it reflects the green, reflects so they look green. green. And that's why in the fall, mm-hmm. your leaves change color because they're not getting enough photosynthesis because the days are getting shorter and it's getting colder. And well, and so the main reason is that the chlorophylls, it, the chlorophyll breaks down first. And there are other pigments, so xanthophylls, mm, keratinids. That's right. That's right. Yep. So I did the, learn this. The greens break down first, and so then you're left. Then it, then there, the then you see the carotenoids, which are the orange, orange and yellow. And then there's the xanthophylls, which are kind of more brownish. So that's why you have the change what of color. What makes red? I'm not sure. Uh, it might be the ca- you failed that test. Yeah. It's, well, it's <laughs> carotenoids. And z- there might be more, but the main three are chlorophylls, carotenoids, and xanthophylls. I'm I'm putting a lot on you. I was just kidding because I'm like chlorophyll. <laughs> What? Leaves change color. <laughs> but that's why, because of the pigment. What, whatever pigments are left in the leaf. That's it's what, what color it, like, it is. That's why a tree has multiple colors. 
Well, the, yeah, the deciduous ones that lose their leaves. Right. No, right, but it depends. Yeah, whatever the colors are for different trees is, yeah. is what pigments But even a tree in itself, it's not all red. Like, sometimes it's like a reddish and orange. Some mm, leaves have right. multiple colors in them. Right, and sometimes you'll see on the leaf. So it depends yeah. on which part of the leaf has more or less of that particular pigment. Right. Yep. Cool. It's pretty cool. But anyway, the chlorophyll has uh, it's a has a mag- one magnesium atom in the center of the the molecule. So, really crazy, if we didn't have magnesium, life would not exist. Awesome. Because <laughs> chlorophyll, that photosynthesis is the reason why our planet and our life is the way it is. Right. Right, that's evolution, that's we what happened. We talked about that in one of our in episodes. In a lot of our episodes. Yeah. In our carbon episode. <laughs> in our um, oxygen episode. Oxygen, yeah, photosynthesis. Yeah. So, without magnesium, you wouldn't have chlorophyll and life on this planet would be non-existent. So, so, so honestly, magnesium is almost more important than carbon <laughs> in and, some ways. And almost more important than oxygen. Yeah, because without it, you can't get the others. Yeah. Or at least it can't get oxygen, yeah. And without oxygen, you don't have us. Right. It's pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn something new every day. Like, you know, I, you know I, I know what a else lot, is important? Hmm. Chocolate. Chocolate is important. So um, when we have a, so I have a little section called magnesium and chocolate. So, um, chocolate, so a lot of times women crave chocolate, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of times it's around that time of the month or when you're pregnant and you're like, I want chocolate. Chocolate has magnesium. Mm. Your body craves magnesium during, um, especially during hormonal changes. (laughs) And 80% of people are deficient in magnesium anyways. So craving chocolate is basically... Um, which is a high magnesium food might seem like um, a solution, but it's harder to get your magnesium that way. But mm-hmm. um, you should get fruits, nuts, veggies, legumes, and whole grains. <laughs> well, even just the digestive process, right. like we talked about, right. doesn't really do it. But is it really because we know that we need the magnesium in the chocolate, or is it just a social um, pressure? We're not quite sure. But yeah. I would rather say that my body knows it needs magnesium, so give me the chocolate well, now. There is a certain thing of like if you're craving something in particular, not like fast food. That's a different story. <laughs> but if you're craving something, it's some t- oftentimes that your body does know that 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 is something that's that can give you what you need, with the exception of sugar, right? Because sugar, well, our well, bodies are added. craving it because. You've trained your body to think it well, needs so processed thing. sugar. Processed, right? Because yes, if you're saying like sugar. I'm craving an apple, well, because that will have the simple sugars, you know, some well, yeah, that I mean, you need. You but, do need sugar, right? But, but it's the pro- Yeah, we we've trained ourselves to be addicted to processed sugar. Yes, we have. The really super sweet things. And I totally admit it. I'm yeah. totally one of those people. Yeah, well, everybody. Is. I had a cookie today. <laughs> Delicious. It was so good. <laughs> it it had natural sugars and processed sugar. I was upset because my son got uh in his snack for t ball had. The fudge-covered Oreos, <gasps> mini ones. It was the thin ones. I've never, I've yeah, I've never had one. And by the time I, I went and walked the dogs, and I came back and I'd eaten them all. <gasps> I was like, dang What it. a jerk. I know. I told, I told him, like, oh, you finished them all. He's like, I didn't know you wanted one, Mom. Like, of course I want one. Like, come it's on. Um, but we need um, uh, magnesium also for hundreds of enzymes and over 300 biological processes That's in our bodies. That's a lot of processes. It's a lot. And again, as we talked about before, we're more likely to be deficient in that because we, we don't store it like we do calcium. That makes sense. So we need about 250 to 350 milligrams a day. We only store about 20 grams, uh, t- 20 milligrams uh, in our bones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and they, they actually will uh, prescribe uh, magnesium supplements sometimes for things like high blood pressure, PMS, and diabetes. PMS. 
Apparently. Magnesium. Premenstrual syndrome. Chocolate. Yep. See? Chocolate. There you go. I'm telling you. Right? Um, do you know where the mo- the 88% of the U.S. deposits of magnesium are found? What state? Uh, Washington. No. Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was funny um and the most i like how you're like no not <laughs> obviously you're wrong come on <laughs> i just find it funny like 88 percent. i mean that's a large amount um, it's almost the percentage of people that are deficient in magnesium <laughs> hey there you go but maybe not in nevada <laughs> maybe i don't know um the uh, magnesium is really highly abundant in seawater and that's actually where we get most that's of ours the third today. most abundant mm-hmm. element in seawater so they produce magnesium oxide with silicon or electrolysis of magnesium chloride. Mm. And uh, you have a whole yeah, other page? No, I just have the little bit. Because that oh. was a history. I was like, oh my gosh, how do you have a whole other page? No, we already did the history. I have a really cool thing about research. Cool. Lay it um, on me. Oh, one important thing. Oh. So magnesium comes from stars. Because right? stars are so bright. I know. Helium and neon fuse in those really high, high, um, um, intensity mm-hmm. heat um it's eighth most abundant in the universe but it's really important that you don't put out a magnesium fire with water why because the water will make it flare right up like you just added accelerant to like it oil <laughs> yeah so they use it a lot in car and appliance manufacturing as we already talked about mm-hmm. so it's really important for uh, firefighters to understand to know what they're fighting because if you add water to it it's not gonna go well for yeah. you yeah so what yeah. would you use put out a magnesium fire or you just let it burn <laughs> yes you know actually i'm not sure i mean you put it you, you put the lid over the pot <laughs> smother. smother right if you reduce the action so or, or I, they have other um there's other uh fire retardant e- retardant extra yeah. things like for and i know in our oh it's a halon like the ha- we talked about the halogens mm-hmm. right that is in a lot of the and larger ones right yeah so it's probably something like that yeah stupid noble ones noble so this is really exciting, though. Um, this research from Tufts University. Mm-hmm. His name is Fiorenzo Omanetto. That's just cool and in itself. I, I no. just can I have that coolest name, name ever? That's yeah. really a cool name. It's epic. So him and his colleagues um, have to have. This was in 2014. Created an implant of silk and magnesium that you can s- insert into a um, infection. And it kills the bacteria, like staph, like a staph infection, mm-hmm. kills the bacteria, and then it dissolves harmlessly in the body. Wow. Yeah. And so you get your magnesium into it. Well, so actually, so it's funny. They, um, so it's a simple, it's a little miniature heater. So basically you turn it in and you can turn it on because the magnesium burns. Oh. So you turn the heater and it turns out on just enough to kill the bacteria, but doesn't damage the surrounding tissue. Yeah, because I was going to say, if it's really burning, then you're going to... Right, but it's, it's so miniature and it's just killing that area right around there where the bacteria ah. is. And so they've done it. They did tests in mice, and it kills the bacteria, leaves the other tissue healthy, and there's no increased level of silk or proteins, uh, or magnesium of silk proteins or magnesium left in your body, um, so because it burns it's out entirely. Yeah, because when it gets dissolved, it you, it's made up of 30 micrograms, and we take in 250 to 350 milligrams per yeah. day. So it, it's That's it's mi- it's like point zero 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 extra more, cool. right? Um, so in 2014, it was still in the discovery driven stage. Um, so there's still, it's a long time before being, you know, it takes a long time. The tricky thing with science. Yeah. Everything takes forever. Yeah. So, but it could be a huge, uh, huge thing if you could do, especially the antibiotic resistant bacteria. Like they can't be resistant to heat. They're not going to. They're not going to evolve resistance to heat could in that way. They though, Ooh. Uh, so they suppose they could. There's but a new it would, sci-fi movie. Yeah, it would be. It, it would comes take a out longer. of the center of the earth. Yeah, I mean there could be one bacteria in there is like, I don't care. I'm living in the burn. It's fine. <laughs> burn, but baby, burn. It's less likely. Um, 
And then, so they're also looking that it could be used for other things like sensors for food spoilage and things like that. So Sensors for food, food spoilage. spoilage? Yeah. You'd somehow be able to know that it was going bad. I would love to know because I've eaten some things <laughs> and been like, <laughs> sniff test. What? Borderline. <laughs> Passed the sniff test. Borderline. Now I, did I eat some magnesium? Because <laughs> I'm having problems. <laughs> <laughs> What's going some on? Epsom salts there. <laughs> Just saying. So yeah, that is our yes. episode of calcium and magnesium they're fun ones they are fun and you know you like they're ones you hear about all the time oh yeah i mean you don't hear about them like silver and gold but you hear like oh calcium, oh, calcium and yeah. you need strong teeth and mm-hmm. well and then like i said i know a lot about biology but i didn't realize the whole you know magnesium in the center of chlorophyll thing <laughs> kind of important yeah yeah that's pretty crazy or just yeah or just i mean I don't know. I think it's really cool. It's I thought this one was pretty fun. It was. So let's, uh, to Sign recap, um, yeah. uh, calcium, it's marble, it's concrete, mm-hmm. it's cement, it's in your teeth, in, in your, your bones. bones. And corals. Um, yeah, it's Chills. the whole reason. Well, between calcium and magnesium, the whole reason we're alive. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Protecting the photosynthetic Did organisms you, I mean, and allowing you photosynthesis. You don't even think about like, something like calcium being like, yeah. and magnesium being like, the reason, the reason why we're it. here. Right. You think like, oh, I don't want osteoporosis, you know. Right. Yeah. You, know, you, you think of yourself, but not like all. Every- the grand scheme right. of things. <laughs> because I, I, it's also because we've been doing some other more obscure elements right. lately. So we're like, Woo. it doesn't matter if they never existed. <laughs> These Ir- ones. Iridium, I'm looking at you. <laughs> it's beautiful to look at. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at you and yeah. not, uh, no, uh, not calcium or magnesium. <laughs> Milky white. Not the thing. What was the stinky one? Os- oh. Osmium. I th- yeah, osmium. I think osmium, yeah. I'm not stinky looking stinky. at you. <laughs> I'm not smelling you either. Stinky face. <laughs> so, Cindy, where can they find you? Um, My nonprofit is Pacific Mammal Research. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram and um, Facebook and my website, www.pacmam.org. Mm, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. At run mama run 50 by 50 that's five zero x five zero um i've been blogging more yes that's good get back at it um, after your adorable break yeah <laughs> i had a little bit of a setback <laughs> like a 9 10 11 nine 12 month, month okay. setback yeah. um we are figuring out this whole blogging thing by the time this one comes out it'll be all fixed but yep. um, we were having it'll some issues up. with our um what is spreading spreading podcast. our podcast yes <laughs> what are we doing i don't know who am i huh? um so i think that's it that's it yeah all right thank you so much for listening, listening. we'll talk at you later <laughs> go explore have fun science is awesome till next time bye toodles my name is cindy my name is grace bye <laughs>
<laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long day. <laughs>